welcome to Try Not The Pod. I'm Leah. And I'm Mia. And today we're going to talk about food intolerance testing part two. We say part two, it's actually just another version of it. But having done kinesiology, we wanted to try other avenues. So do you want to tell us a bit more, Leah, about this part two? Yeah, part two. Well, as you know, I was very much against kinesiology. I thought it was the biggest load of bullshit ever. And it turns out that um, I was actually a complete convert. But I did think that like all scientific findings, you should, you know, validate your outcome. So one way we, when we, I don't know if you remember when we talked about kinesiology, we went through all of the different options that you could do. And one of the things that we said was absolutely ridiculous was hair sample testing. For um, You actually said that that was properly bullshit. You called bullshit on that. It wasn't me. <laughs> I still um, call bullshit on it. I've not changed my mind. I think that is absolute rubbish. Well, we actually have done two, we found two different ways to try and validate our results that we got from kinesiology. So I've actually sent um, a sample of my hair to uh, an, a hair testing um, lab to see, uh, they're going to test for, I think it's 160 different known allergies or intolerances. Um, and, and what have you done? I've I've gone one step further and grosser and I think even more bullshit. I have sent 10 fingernail clippings. I'm oh. revolted even just saying that. <laughs> but I have put 10 fingernail clippings in the post to some lab somewhere um, to test, I think it's 300 food intolerances. Um, quite quite horrified actually that I did this um but hopefully it validates some of the findings from last time I don't know if you remember and I only realized this when we listened back to the episode but last time we not only did we go through our food intolerances and yours were pretty spot on I called bullshit on all of mine because it was things I liked like blueberry and honey but I've just looked at the results of that test uh from last time and chocolate was on there how I didn't think to mention that last time, I have no idea. I eat chocolate quite regularly. I mean, not huge amounts, but apparently I was supposed to reduce chocolate. So I am keen to see if in testing my fingernails, um, whether things like chocolate, watermelon, honey, blueberries, etc. come up again. I don't know if you ever took up the vitamins that she recommended. Did you ever go down that route? We were adamant that we were going to do this, uh, the vitamins yeah. that she recommended. Did you do it? No, I didn't know. I've got, I have actually got the little slip of paper that she gave me with the like Albica for Stafford Albal on or whatever it was called. Um, but no, I didn't. But what I will say is um, like a bit of a, a bit of a, I think for you actually, going back to your point about chocolate, I think what she told you was that you needed to eat less sugar. So I think it wasn't just, I think afterwards you told me it was like things that were really high in sugar. And that's why chocolate was on there. Because it's not a dairy, is it? It's not milk. It wasn't no, milk. no, you're right. It could be to do with the sweet, which then probably makes sense why honey was up there as well. Um, with your um, little thing, which I've actually got and how I've gone to it, she had written reduce reduce your chocolate reduce your mixed sweets like oh, well I have to say lovely lady I never reduced them mixed sweets yeah. I don't eat actually that 
I, I never eat. So also maybe that's it. I was like, why are you telling me to reduce mixed sweets when I don't, I don't eat them? Like that is not something that interests me, appeals to me, nothing. Chocolate, I should probably reduce. You right? So you you're grossed out by sending the thing emails. I have a couple of comments, if I may, on this. First of all, to try and actually, so we bought these on. I bought mine on uh, Woucher, and I think yours was Groupon. Yes, yes. Right. So I don't know how your experience was, but fucking hell, and I am going to try and swear less, but it was the most infuriating process. So I bought the voucher. They sent me an email. I needed to register that email on a website. They sent me a voucher. The voucher then had to go back on the website with a code. They then sent me a form that I had to fill out, submit to the website in order to be able to get a number that I had to put on a form which I had to print out and enclose with my hair sample. So by the time I'd done all that, honestly, I, I bet you people just buy this and then just go, do you know what? Fuck it. I can't even be bothered. I'll just stop eating like junk food. It'll be fine. I'll go vegan or something. It, it's the most boring process. Not only that, I got to the end. I put my hair... And, and I, no, I was looking Sorry, when you say the hair sample, what do you do? Do you like cut a little chunk of hair or what's the process? No, this- what, what kind of hair sample? Well, this is what I was going to tell you. Sorry, I got sidetracked on my frustration. <laughs> so I was looking at it, and I, I, so I went in to find out where, what kind of hair they wanted. Like, did they want the root, or could I just like literally chop a bit off? And they were like, "Oh, try and send the root, but don't worry if you don't get it," which immediately made me suspicious. But anyway, um, but they were like, "Any hair's fine. Any hair, you can take hair from anywhere." Oh God, you can donate pubes. I say donate. Send in your pubes your for testing. A bag of pubes in the in the post. I mean, Ooh, I thought my fingernails were bad enough. Please tell me you put pubes in. No, I did head hair. <laughs> and the thing was, I did it. I took I actually took a picture of it because I put it in a little plastic wallet and I stapled it to my form and all the rest of this bullshit. And then Ellie, always like the most practical human in the world, walked in to the study. Actually, she had to print the form because I can't use the printer. She walked into the study after I'd like stapled it. I was sat on the floor, I was like folding it all up, putting it in an envelope. She walked in and she went, oh, right, so you, now you're just sending your DNA off to anyone who wants it, are you? <gasps> oh, that's a good point. Yeah, hadn't even thought about it. These, oh, my God, me neither. Russians. I mean, I don't know why I say the Russians, but everyone's obsessed that they want your data and they want your... Oh, my God, these people now have my fingernails. What if they plant them at a crime scene? Exactly. So I had two days where I was just like, oh, Jesus, I'm going to be fitted up for every crime. And, you know, I've said on a couple of occasions, oh, I wouldn't mind being a serial killer. Honestly, I'm like, pretty much, <laughs> this podcast is going to fit me up for every crime that's going. Um, well, there you go. You always get what you wish for, so. Yeah, great. I mean, honestly, it was, yeah, really weird. So, I can, I, listen, I sympathise with the form thing because I think I've done mine wrong and it could be that I never get results. So bought the Groupon and similarly on the Groupon voucher, it tells you to go to the website and on the website you have to download a form and you put in your Groupon voucher code. So I did that and I received an email back from the company to say, thanks for registering, blah, blah. And on the Groupon form, it says, send 10 fingernail clippings to this address. So I was like, well, I filled in the online form. It's not giving me any instructions. The Groupon is just telling me, send my fingernail clippings to an address. Like, I don't really have much more information. So I wrote a really nice little letter 
and said, dear food intolerance people, um, here are my 10 fingernail clippings. Uh, this is my Groupon voucher. And I wrote out all of my like Groupon voucher codes. I'm really sorry. I don't have a printer. So I will also email you and attach my voucher to the email. All very practical. Put it in an envelope, popped it in the post, um, emailed them with a photo of my envelope and a photo of my letter that had my nail clippings sellotaped to the letter. And I got a response saying, you should have followed the the email instructions. We need your name on the envelope. So I put my name on the letter. I just replied saying, I'm really sorry. I never received your email instructions. Are you telling me that you can't write my envelope having received my name in the, in the letter in the envelope through which you're going to open and read my letter? You can't just write my name on the envelope for me. No response. Obviously, I wasn't as passive aggressive in my, in my reply. Just wanted to say that you sent me a little picture of that note and oh my god like I will put it on Instagram I, I will take your dress out so no one like can stalk you but it's so cute because it's Isn't like, it like a child has written a letter I was like I was really rushed for work <laughs> it's so like a child because you've got like hello comma and then in the top right hand corner you've just written the date like you're at school <laughs> it's Don't like dates on letters I haven't handwritten. It was important that they know the date, like how old the fingernail clippings were. I have no idea, but it's just really, really cute. It's just like, honestly, it really, when I got the picture, obviously I didn't know the drama that went with it, but when I got the picture, I was like, oh my God, this is so cute. And it made me feel so much better that you'd sent your fingernails. So we were both now going to be like, you know, fitted up for murder rather than just me being fitted up for murder. So, yeah, it really lifted my spirits. So thank you for that. Oh, good. Please go with your second point. It lifted your spirits because I'm a seven-year-old child and B, I will also be stood up for murder. I'm glad I could service in that way. I'm a great friend. What can I say? To get my nail clippings, we'd we'd actually bought we'd bought the vouchers on the same day together, kind of on the phone discussing that this is what we were going to do. But we hadn't actually decided who was going to do nail clippings and who was going to do intolerance. But I happened to be cutting my nails, and as I was doing it, I was like, "Oh, maybe I save these just in case we do." I do the fingernail thing, so I put them. I'm a smoker, so I pulled off the plastic bottom of my cigarette packet to just because it was by my bed I don't know why and I put my fingernails in the this little like plastic bottom of cigarette packet wrap also have my cat so my cat loves to chew plastic so there I am I think I was watching a program as I was painting my nails and I had my little plastic pouch of fingernail clippings on my bedside table and all of a sudden I can hear the cat chewing plastic and I was like what plastic would she be chewing in my bedroom I looked down and my little packet of fingernails was on the floor fingernails spread everywhere and I had to literally like scurry around on the floor picking up 10 fingernails it was vile so if they now don't accept my letter with my name on it because I didn't put it on the damn envelope I'm gonna be furious I am sure they will like I'm totally sure they will like they will be so Although, to be perfectly honest, this is not actually related to fingernails, but or any of this intolerance testing, but we had the most bizarre experience this week with the car. So at the start of lockdown, we bought a new car, um, which was, we didn't know about lockdown. So we decided to take like a, whatever it is, we didn't buy it, we lease it or whatever we do. So we took like a four year lease on a new car. So um, really excited, lovely, jubbly. Then I think two weeks later, it was the first lockdown. So the car just didn't get used. So anyway, they emailed us yesterday, 
or last they emailed us last week to say your car is now due its first year serviced oh wow gosh yeah yeah or your warranty will be void so we're like well clearly you know it said like ten thousand miles or a year or something we've done like 900 miles or something so we're like uh okay so ellie like contacted them and was just like uh well you know basically uh, i'm not going to come and have this done um they won't pick it up normally they pick it up they won't pick it up because of covid and uh so we i I don't drive so and she's like what six months pregnant so it would be like pretty horrific for her to drive to brighton get this car service what stand outside in the snow like what what, i don't exactly know what so she emailed them and said oh look can you just tell me when we need to do this by so we can sort of figure things out and stuff and they were like if you don't get it done your warranty will be invalid and you can definitely come to a service center during lockdown and it's not an essential journey. I'm sorry, but getting your car serviced that you haven't driven anywhere is not an essential journey. Like, we're not supposed to go more than five miles from our home or whatever the whatever the rule is. We don't leave the house as it is. Where the fuck are we taking our car that has done no miles to be serviced for a warranty that doesn't matter because we can't drive the car? Anyway, so Ellie was on one, so she, like, just, I think, kicked, her hormones, like, kicked in. She went back and was like, I want you to escalate this to your supervisor. And um, yeah, but I mean, she tried again with the woman. And we were just like, "Look, you have to have it done. Like that's the way it is. There's no flexibility. I can't help you. Just fucking get trot on." And then they escalated it, and the supervisors just come back and said, "Yeah, you can do it any time. Don't worry about it. I like, do it in June. It's not an issue. Like just kick back, relax. You'll be fine." But it's like you get these people, probably like the person that wrote you your note, who are just like deliberately obnoxious. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, well, you didn't put your name on an envelope. No, I didn't. But inside the fucking envelope, I wrote a letter like a seven-year-old child, and it contains all the information that you need. Like, do one. Exactly. Exactly. Why can't people just be helpful? But that's that will always be a mystery to me. Always. Um, Well, I'm glad they said they could fix it in June. That's good. Yeah. So that's all good. Well, it's it's fucking ridiculous anyway. I mean, Jesus Christ, who gets a car and then doesn't drive it for a year? that's his life one day so um you're so are you looking then for your so you've sent your hair sample off i've sent my clippings off who knows if they accept my clippings i in fact i wrote back today and said i didn't hear back from you about my letter so um can you please let me know or otherwise if it is an issue i will wait until my nails grow again and i will do the process correctly but you need to send me the instructions because i still don't know what i'm supposed to do so I may never get my nail clipping results. Let's bank on the fact that you're going to get your hair results. Um, are you looking? I mean, obviously, you're looking for it to corroborate what our lovely kinesiology lady said. Are there any other things that you think might show up on your food intolerance test? Well, are I you think- hoping at the very least it's going to have all the lactose? I mean, I, honestly, I don't know if it will. I don't know. If it doesn't, I would probably be less likely to believe it. Um, because I still do eat lactose, but, um, well, I still eat like cheese or, um, whatever. And I still, you know, nearly shit myself. So <laughs> <laughs> that has not changed or improved any way, shape or form. There's just been I less drank lactose-free milk the other day. And the only place I've ever drunk that is at your house. We have a cup of tea because you don't have milk in the house, obviously, with your lactose so buying it and drinking it made me think of you. 
We do we do occasionally buy proper milk now, because um, Ellie will drink it. But yeah, we don't we don't often. I think that I haven't actually had that many issues because I haven't been out the house. I was going to say, have you had any lockdown lurchers? <laughs> I've had a few problems. Uh, Ellie made a, um, a mac like a mac and cheese. Um, probably midway through the first lockdown, and it was the best mac and cheese I've ever had in my life. But she, I think she pretty much made it with cream. <laughs> like, it was insane. Um, and it had, like, bacon in it and onions and oh, I don't wow. know. Well. I think I might have had truffle in it as well for some reason. But mm. it was the most incredible thing. But I was so ill. Like, I was so ill. It was unreal. I, I probably, like, two days. I read that for two days. But I would, I'd eat it again because it was just so good. Um, yeah. Yeah. It would be really interesting to see what they say. What well, if it matches up, to be honest. The only thing I think, and I've got to say this really quietly because I really don't want Ellie to hear this. So she's been saying for years that she's allergic to avocado. Like, this happened maybe, like, <laughs> five years ago. She was like, oh, I had some avocado and I was sick. And then... She ate avocado again and she was sick. So she was like, I'm allergic to avocado. But she's sick quite a lot. She's quite a sicky person. Like, if she doesn't feel well, she's sick. If she gets a headache, she's sick. She just vomits a lot. She's the only person I know who can, like, be like, excuse me one minute, go away. Like, she'll throw up because she's not feeling great. And then she'll come back and she'll be like, "Mm, you're right. She's like, yeah, much better now. I've just been sick. Like, she's just completely oblivious to it because I think her whole life she's just been, like, if she feels crappy... She'll just be sick to get rid of it, and that fixes her. Um, so she's quite pukey, basically. That's my point. So the fact that's basically she- me when I'm drunk. I'm very pukey when I'm drunk because my body doesn't like the alcohol and just needs to get it out. But I'll—it's kind of like vom carry on. So like completely positive. But I have to be drunk. I'm not going to do that in like normal daytime where I'm like, excuse me, I'm just going to be sick. Okay, all good now. Like that's drunk me. Yeah, poor no, Ellie. She's like that. Like whenever. But she's not like she's not making herself sick. Just to be clear, she's literally just like, oh yeah, I don't feel good. I'm going to be sick. I think like when I get really stressed out or tired or run down, I used to get tonsillitis. That's what used to happen to me. Yeah. Like, every time I'd work myself into like whatever, I'd get tonsillitis or a ver- like a variant of like once I got glandular fever, that was awful. But essentially, that's what that was like my go-to if I was if I overworked. It went to my throat, my tonsils, basically. For her, it's just like, oh, I don't feel so great. She just, it, Her body just makes her sick. I don't know why, but anyway. So the point is, she ate avocado, she threw up, she decided she was allergic. And I've been like, all along, because I'm a bitch, um, oh, that's that's bollocks, you're not allergic. No one's allergic to avocado. Like, you'll be fine, you'll be fine. And we've said for like five years that at some point I'm going to slip her avocado um, and she loves avocado as well, so she's really sad about this. I'm going to slip her avocado to see when she doesn't know she's eaten it if she throws up or not. This is what we agreed. But I cannot bring myself to do it because if she is allergic, then by giving it to her, I'm going to make her sick. And that's a really horrible thing to do. Can, you, also, can you not do it while she's pregnant? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, I haven't done it in five years. I'm never going to do it because it is a really mean thing to do. But the reason I, what I don't want to say this is, I've had avocado a couple of times. I love it, like smashed up on toast, like not in a hipster mm. way, a bit of sriracha, and it's brilliant. And I don't I don't think my body is like okay with avocado. So I think I'm allergic to avocado or at least intolerant to it. Um 
I think you can become psychosomatically intolerant to things. Like, you know how, so what I realized on the kinesiology episode, we spoke about how I was expecting chilies and peppers and that sort of stuff to come up on my intolerance. And therefore I didn't eat spicy food. I didn't like Indian food, all of that stuff. I think as soon as we did the kinesiology and I realized I wasn't intolerant or allergic and because I actually believed her from that point on, I started eating spicy and now I add chili flakes to nearly everything. I go for like the spicy option. If I'm ordering a ramen delivery, like I go for spice now. So I think it was all, all that time where I thought like every time I had the slightest taste of chili, I'd shit myself now. Not at all. Nothing. So I wonder if it's like psychosomatic symptoms against something you've decided you don't want to have in your body. But I love avocado. Oh, yeah, no, that's true. Sorry. Okay, then I don't know. The thing is, I really don't want this to be true because I don't want to have to tell (laughs) Ellie, oh, yeah, you you know how you've said you're allergic to avocado for like five years and I've told you you're bullshitting because nobody's allergic to avocado. Well, by the way, I think I'm allergic to avocado. So anyway, I don't know. Let's see. So I'm really hopeful that it's going to tell me on here, oh, um, on the, the hair testing, you're, I have an intolerance to avocado. So I can be like, yeah, I shouldn't eat it anymore. I've got an intolerance towards it. Well, so part of the reason why I think the, these two tests are going to be absolute bullshit is by complete and utter random chance, that same day that you and I bought these intolerance tests on, on Groupon to buy a discounted version, my sister that I live with has genuinely bought a hair testing food intolerance test because she th- she thinks she's intolerant to stuff. So she's trying to work out what it is and she's trying different ways of, of assessing what that might be. So she had said to me completely like off topic the day after we'd bought our vouchers, she was like, oh, have you ever heard of these food intolerance tests where you have to like send in your hair? Cause I've just bought it. And I was like, Oh my God, that's crazy. Leah and I are doing it. Anyway, she got her results back yesterday and <laughs> I call bullshit. I call bullshit. It said that she's intolerant to chicken, to, I mean, a load of stuff that she's eaten her whole life. Um, it also says she's intolerant to dust. Okay, fine. A lot of people are. So I, you know, that could well be possible. I don't doubt it. Cats. We live with a cat. We have a cat. She doesn't have any problems. Um, has come up rat no rat mice um i mean i don't know when she'd test that theory out apart from when we're trying to save the mice that the cat has brought in but anyway so so i think seeing her results i'm now even more curious to see our results and what's hilarious is my mum's obviously been listening to our episodes and my mum said to her oh I think you should try kinesiology because I think it's quite good (laughs) so she turned around to me and was like what's kinesiology because I think it's bullshit and I was like well listen to my episode and you'll find out more so anyway I think she needs to um corroborate her food intolerance test with the um kinesiology round circle of of uh testing where she's actually doing it genuinely and I'm just doing it for shits and gigs to talk about I think she should definitely see the kinesiologist like I agree I said I said that I'd that you dig out the details and um, I can pass them on. I mean, obviously right now we can't do anything because of lockdown, right? But um, but yeah, yeah as soon as we move, I think she really should go to that specific kinesiologist. 
definitely. Like the woman was like brilliant. I think I I don't know. I really liked her. Um, I'm normally quite a good judge of per- character. Just I really liked her. She was good. So yeah. you don't have much hope for this, then. Basically, is what you're saying. I don't. And then I f- I I would feel terrible if actually she is intolerant to all these things because it is a long old list of really random put together stuff. There doesn't seem to be right themes of food types. Um, so I would feel terrible if she genuinely is intolerant, but if she isn't, then, and on the basis of what they've said, yeah, I think it's absolute bullshit. So I'm really excited and intrigued to get our results back. Um, and most specifically because I don't have an intolerance that I'm aware of or feel, whereas you genuinely do. I'm really curious if it picks up your lactose. But it's still not medically diagnosed because, you know, I said after Kin, I was like, oh, I'll go and I might get properly diagnosed and I haven't done it. Um, But I do, like, I do take, like, lactose tablets. I think I've said this before. But but I think that's what we said on the first episode was actually – even to get medically diagnosed, all they tell you is, okay, cut it out of your diet. How do you feel? Add it back into your diet. How do you feel? And so that, you know, on that basis alone, you cut it out. You don't shit yourself. You add it back in. You shit yourself. Like I think that's pretty I think evident. I think they can measure it. Apparently it's in your breath. lactose. So I think you actually just breathe. I think you breathe into something and they measure the amount of lactose. I'm pretty sure it's a real legit test and it would probably take seconds. Oh, yeah. Okay. You know, then you should do it. Yeah. I've just registered with a new doctor because we moved like three years ago and I hadn't (laughs) registered. So, um, yeah, I registered with the new doctor. I was still registered with the old doctor, but I just haven't been registering with the new doctor. So I've done that now. So. Oh, well done. Okay, well, once once they ease restrictions, please do go get that uh, uh, confirmed. Yeah, that'll be the final test after we've done. I'll go and say I've I've gone to a kinesiologist <laughs> and I've sent in a hair sample. I'm contemplating whether or not I should send in a nail sample. I'd, I'd like to do some Vega testing, but would you just test my breath? I don't know. Let's see. But I haven't got much else that I'm allergic to so or, or intolerant to. So there was only a few things for me. It was hazelnuts, sesame seeds, sunflower seeds, nutmeg, um, and cinnamon. Oh, and tea. And tea. But yeah, exactly. It was things that you actually know that your body doesn't like, whereas yeah, mine I was I things that I, I love. And so I find it hard to yeah. believe that my body doesn't like them. It'll be really interesting to see. Like, I I, I think it's bullshit. Like, I'll, I'll be honest. I don't understand. Maybe it's just I don't understand the science. Maybe I think everything's bullshit because I'm just not very clever. But I think it's bullshit. But at the same time, I feel like I'm measuring it against something which might be bullshit. Do you know what I mean? So it's not... No, actually help me no but you've got a legitimate thing to measure it against because whether it's diagnosed or not, yeah, this yeah, causes a problem for you. So I feel like you are the standard by which we can legitimately measure something. Yeah. No, that is true. I mean, honestly, like, I told you the story about the worst instant way to work, but it's Valentine's Day tomorrow. And we, about four years ago, we never do anything for Valentine's Day, like ever. We just don't bother. But about four years ago, we went out for Valentine's Day. In fact, it might not even have been Valentine's Day. It might have been our anniversary. But anyway, we went out for this meal. Um, And it wasn't far from our house, but we went out and we had this amazing, like, charcuterie board. 
And it was just like we were just having some wine, having some beer, having some charcuterie. And it was just brilliant. Like, it was really nice. And we'd been out for like an hour. And we're going to spend quite a lot of time. We're going to go and get some cocktails afterwards. And um, I had to go to the toilet like four times in this restaurant because I'd just eaten all this cheese, basically. And the rest of the toilet was in the restaurant. So, you know, when. Well, normally just, toilets like, are in the restaurant. I hope it's not outdoors. But like literally in the corner. So if you imagine that the restaurant was the, the the restaurant's quite a big restaurant, but they've got a separate bit where they do like the charcuterie and like wine and champagne and stuff. So it's like a champagne bar off a restaurant, and the toilet is in the corner of that room. So it's just a you're not going in a door and then there's like cubicles or anything. You're just opening a door and there's a toilet. Right, okay, yeah, yeah. A disabled toilet, I guess. Like, you know how they're kind of normally quite big, but you're just one door and you're in and you shut the door and you're yes, like, you're in. Yeah. right. So that was the only bathroom. And it <laughs> was like, felt really like I was in the middle of the restaurant and I was not okay. And I... Oh, and do you know what? You're so hyper aware of it. I mean, I have the weakest bladder in the world where I have to pee every five seconds. And when it's... A situation like that where I'm genuine all I'm doing is weeing but yeah. in my head I'm like oh god they must think I've got the shits yeah. <laughs> like, so I definitely I can I can uh, sympathize and empathize with that pain except yours was worse because you did and it was like really bad so I kept, the, after I'd been I think four times I was like I can't keep doing this everyone in here is watching me going back and forth to the toilet like non-stop it was just horrific. I came out, and you know, like, I think I was getting to the point where I was like almost going a bit white. Like I just felt really just ill. And um, I said to Ellie, like, "You need to just get an Uber." She was like, "What?" I was like, "Get an Uber." We were like <laughs> fifteen minutes from our house, probably twenty minutes from our house. And I, she was like, "Now?" I'm like, "Yeah, now." And she was just like, "Okay, I'm not going back to the loo." So this was like one of the only times we went out for like whatever it was, our anniversary of Valentine's Day, and I just completely and utterly trashed it because I ate the cheese, and the cheese was good. Like it was really good. But you know, well, what I find really funny is that quite often when I come to yours, we'll have a cheese board, and I don't know why. But there's, I mean, which is great for me because I love a cheese board, but there'll always be a cheese board and you do take, you take your lactose pills. But I find it funny that when I come to you, that's what's on offer, even though you're intolerant. Yeah. One time you came to us, we bought a fondue set <laughs> so we could have fondue. I don't even know if we made fondue in the end, but we bought it specifically so we could have fondue with you. And I, don't I know think we did. We had it with um, Deadman. We did, yeah, we did, yeah. Well, that was yeah. so lovely. Oh, oh gosh, Why, when we could do things again and socialise. Oh, let's do it again. <laughs> yeah, we should. we should. We've got a fondue set, which we've only used once, so, you know, probably a good idea. Okay, well, we will see, definitely. I mean, we should get the results. Do you know how long? We don't even know if yours are going to come. Mine said that they will take, I think, 14 days, up to 14 days. Do you know, I actually, I mean, like I said, I've had quite a few back and forth emails where I'm like, sorry, I haven't had a response and blah, blah, blah. They did email me back earlier today to say um, that obviously with COVID, the um, Royal Mail is experiencing delays. So 
she will check with the screening department on Monday if my sample has reached. But because Royal Mail are about three weeks behind, um, she said she would let me know once she's heard back from the department if it has uh, if it has arrived. So I'm hoping my seven year old letter in an envelope does get there because frankly, I'm too lazy to hand write out a letter again. (laughs) It's not even about the nail clippings. I think people are taking the piss on the raw mail thing because I ordered material yesterday, right? Because I wanted to make some more bibs and I wanted to make some these little things that I said I'd make you. It, I don't know. I ordered it on Thursday and it arrived this morning. Oh no! But that must be out in the in the sticks where you live, because That's nothing sick. that I've ordered, unless it's ordered through a like a delivery company that isn't Royal Mail. You do live in the sticks. Sorry, in the sea. <laughs> It's ridiculous. <laughs> because you live in London and nothing arrives to you on time. I find that so weird that you have to well, wait. So, yeah, exactly. Weeks and weeks. And I've got every, everything we've done for a couple of other pods we're doing. Um, mine's all arrived. You've got nothing. Oh, no, you've got a couple of bits. But it takes so much longer. It's nuts. It I does. Way around, anyway. I wonder whether it's actually like it's all sitting in the Royal Mail delivery hub and they don't have enough posties actually sort of out walking dropping off i wonder if that's the delay about the actual posties being off sick rather than it getting to the hub in time i fucking love the posties but i always want to buy them trousers because you know they're like bundling around in like now when it's in their little shorts and our posties always in shorts he's like a little like i don't know i just want to buy him some joggers you know I've never lived somewhere in London where I've got to know my postie, but I think obviously because I'm always at work, I guess, when they're dropping post off. But here, he, our one's so lovely and friendly and chatty. And he always like, he leaves it on the doorstep. He rings the bell, leaves it on the doorstep, waits until I open it. And he's like, I just can't get used to this, leaving it on the doorstep. Um, mm. Oh, he's just so lovely. Do you make sure you tip him at Christmas then? That's what I will say. Because we tipped our postie at Christmas because we didn't have a regular one until this year. And um, I think he was really chaffed. Oh, I didn't even think about that at Christmas, but I will do next Christmas if I'm still in this flat. You know yeah. me, I like to move around a lot. Yeah. Well, you should move out to the sticks. <laughs> do you know what? If we remain in a world of lockdown and working from home, I would happily live in the sticks because, frankly, being cramped in this tiny flat with no proper outdoor space. I mean, I have a little patio, but it's completely overlooked. Um, the sticks would be rather lovely right now. Well, the sticks, there's a lot to say for the sticks. Right, so we will <laughs> reconvene um, when we get our results back. I'm excited to see. I'm really glad that we did it, just because it's another point of, you know, we could probably just say it's bullshit, but let's see how it goes. I'm, yeah, I'm really intrigued. I do call bullshit, but... We did kinesiology. It only felt right, and especially now in lockdown, to actually try something you could do from home um, that we spoke about in our in our first episode on intolerance testing. So, yeah, I'm delighted we did, did it, and let's see uh, let's see what they say on the other side. Splendid. See you later. Bye. Welcome back. How are you doing, my friend? Long time no see or speak. Yes. <laughs> yeah, long time no see, no speak. Um, yeah, I'm good actually. Um, nice sunny Saturday here in the southeast, so I am really appreciating that. It's been pretty miserable, so it's quite nice to have a bit of sun. Might spend some time in the garden this afternoon, just 
chilling out. What about you? Yeah, same. Can you believe we are three weeks off the pandemic anniversary? Oh my god, isn't that mad? That's We've been doing this for a year. That's nuts. So we haven't seen each other for a year. Yeah, more than a year, actually, because we wouldn't have seen each other just before the pandemic either. So that's quite sad. But what I'm loving is the rebirth of our little pod. And yeah. well, the launch of it, first and foremost, but also the uh, the lockdown additions that we're now in the process of making. Yeah, it is awesome. Um, and such a weird experience, though, not to be sat on your sofa. Well, you've moved anyway, but sat on your old sofa like having a glass of wine and yeah it's not quite the same when you do it on a Saturday morning sun shining through the window it's not really a glass of wine kind of time it's not the same at all lockdown has changed us Mia it has changed us sometimes so in some respects for the positive so um I'm okay with change I'm looking forward to having a glass of wine I am too I am definitely looking forward to glasses glasses of wine with friends yeah my god totally right well today we are back to talk about the results we hope from our recent intolerance testing that we did just as a recap I sent off my hair sample to whoever they were um and you what did you do I sent some nail clippings off and I was a little bit concerned that I wasn't going to get my results back because I had a bit of back and forth actually with a lovely woman by email who was trying to help me out. And I kept saying, I haven't received your instruction link. I'm really worried you won't have got my letter. It had all the details it needed to in the inside the envelope. I'm sorry I didn't put them on the outside. And she was like, not to worry, just go through the application form online again so that we've re-got your address and just send the clippings again. My nails grow so quickly, I wasn't too concerned about that. But in the space of time that we were emailing each other, she was telling me, you know, the results get sent to the email address that you've provided. And if you're not receiving the instructions, I'm worried that you won't get your results. Mm. So meanwhile, we've got this back and forth going. My results popped into my inbox so um, it obviously worked. They obviously appreciated my child handwritten letter. Oh, little and, um, and I got everything. So I was delighted with that. I didn't need to do anything else. Okay. So how do you want to do this? Why don't you go first with your ones? Yeah, you sure? I'm sure because mine, okay. I don't understand, frankly. So let's oh, go with yours. So mine is very, very uh, easy to understand. It actually came back from um, wherever it was, the Home 2 Lab, and they call it a bioresonance test report. That's what they sent me. And they've broken it down into food items, non-food items, nutritional imbalances, metal sensitivities, gut biome, hormone imbalances. Oh, we're revisiting that one. And digestive health and metabolism analysis. So there's quite a lot. Wow, that's really robust. It's really robust. And I will say, I'll put this report on the Patreon so people can look at it if they want. But it is also explains how it works. Um, a little bit about bioresonance testing, how to understand your results. Um, and I would say it's a very good report. Whether the content is accurate or not, I, I'm not here to um, to, to, to influence you. Okay, what I'm most intrigued about is the contents. But if you were going to order a test, I mean, what did we pay for this? I can't even remember. Was it like 19 quid or something? 15 yeah, quid? something like that. Yeah, yeah. From Groupon or Woucher, wherever the hell we got it from. 
if you wanted to do this um, test, certainly the, the way that they present information is very, very good. And it took about a week for it to come back. So that's the, I'll get that out of the way. I'm glad so, yours went so well. So where do you want to start? Do you want to start with food? I basically just want to go back and revisit what we confirmed through kinesiology about your lactose intolerance and whether this test through your hair sample has done the same thing. Okay, so what it basically does is it tells you, it it marks items as either red or orange. Red um, are items that the testing shows you have a very high chance of having a sensitivity to and orange um, are are the other items that you're fairly high. They only list items above 85. So anything that um, is orange is above 85, but it's not quite in that very high um, sensitivity. So there are a total of, in the food section, 22 things that I am intolerant to, um, okay. according to them. And there is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, nine things which I am very intolerant to so that's would be the ones that are in red okay and you're still leaving me hanging here i know i totally am so the things in red i'm going to take you through the things in red uh blackberries 99 um chance i have an intolerance to blackberries what's your feeling towards blackberries no strong feeling uh i've eaten them my whole life uh used to pick them as a child love them in a crumble but they're not a thing that i regularly eat as an adult and uh, if I do, they're in a crumble. So there's probably only a handful of them. So I can't really say if that's accurate or not, to be fair. Okay. Uh, the next is caraway seeds. Yeah, really random. I do put them on carrots, but um, yeah. The next is calcium malate, which is actually something that is used as a thickener. Um, okay. Found in ice cream, fried products, marmalade. That's some examples. It's E352 calcium malate. I have no idea. Um Marshmallow tea, I'm 100%. Um, marshmallow tea? Yeah. A tea-flavoured marshmallow? I don't know. I think it's a particular type of tea. They say that it's um, thought to ease digestive complaints. Um, I do believe, and this might not be true, but I do believe I once bought some from Tea Pigs, um, and it was disgusting. I hated it, and I never drank the rest of them. I'm 100% intolerant to peppermint oil. Um, oh, interesting. To yeah um and again have you ever because i i mean i know that there are things like pepto-bismol which i think are quite hard to get by in this country the americans live by it but i was told that if you ever had kind of stomach complaints or whatever you should eat um like peppermint oil you can buy it as um like you can get it in boots and holland barrett and all of that as a little a little like gel liquid pill Right. So I have them, and and sometimes I mean I forget that I have them, so I don't take them regularly. But that's meant to soothe any kind of like, you know, acid reflux and that kind of stuff. Have you ever like gone down that peppermint route, or is that for you like, oh, this is nothing I would ever do anyway? I have Pepto actually, and I buy that. Um, I buy Pepto, that I don't pepper. think has the peppermint stuff oh, in fine. it. Maybe it does. I don't know that I've ever had peppermint. I've never knowingly had it, but um, it is on the list. Um, so Interesting. Romaine lettuce. Okay. Yeah, uh, 99% tolerant to that. Uh, vodka. Oh. White wine. Oh. And tea. I mean, tea you hate anyway, so that's not surprising. But 100% to tea. 
That's really interesting. And that was on my original um, list yeah. from the lady. So that that I thought that was quite interesting. Um, lactose came out at 91%. 91 yeah and they do have on their reports all the various different things but this is just across the board lactose so this indicates intolerance to lactose found within dairy milk we suggest a lactose-free diet uh during an elimination period of four to six weeks wow so actually um yeah there's a few things on here that weren't on the original one and vice versa but um, for the food, you know, it, there wasn't a lot on there. There is a section for non-food envir- um, environmental items, which is really interesting because um, there's a couple of things on there which I, I know to be true. Okay. Because I have really bad hay fever um, and it is really bad um, from grasses. So it's much worse when I'm in, um like when I was growing if I was in a field exactly that it really really set it off there are three different grasses so wheat is on here tall oat grass and sweet um vanilla grass so like hay basically meadow grass they're all on there at like 99 interesting so that's fairly accurate there are some other things on there but I don't know what they are like fish food <laughs> don't touch fish food so don't know about it and then there's like nutritional imbalances so there's some things that they're saying that my body might be lacking Oh, interesting. Mm. And then there's metals that they're saying I have a sensitivity. Is that like iron and magnesium and that kind of stuff? Yeah. So it's basically what it actually says in the report is uh, the heavy metals showing a level of 85% or above have shown a sensitivity after being exposed to. The important thing to know is that you do not need to panic. There are a few simple steps to take to manage these results. Firstly, look at areas where you could be exposing yourself to these metals. It could be your work environment or a place that you frequently attend. Secondly, you will need to look at your diet to see if there are groups of foods that you consume regularly that contain high levels of these particular uh, metals. If you find that when in close proximity of a particular metal that you begin to experience any symptoms such as itchiness, swelling, nausea, headaches, etc., then you will know that it is this particular metal that is causing you to react like this. The more severe the symptoms, the more action you will need to take to reduce your exposure to it. Mm. So they list those. Uh, aluminium. Mm. Yeah. So try sitting next to some tinfoil for, <laughs> for an hour. Cadmium uh, is poisonous, actually. Um, uh, so that's weird. Iron, lead, and vanadium. Hmm. So that's the metals. What I found the best thing about this whole, the whole thing. So there's a gut uh, biome test, which I had no anomalies for at all. So that's blank. Oh, well done on your gut bio. And how's your testosterone? Um, my hormone, hormone uh, imbalance. I have no anomalies for my hormones. So that's. Well done you. Fun. Yeah. So once again. Nod to the hypnosis lady. Yeah, exactly. Um, And then digestive health and metabolism, I have no anomalies for that either. So that was also blank. So, um, yeah, to be fair, like it's not, I mean, it was a lot of items that they tested for and they haven't come back with that many. Uh, And definitely um, lactose and tea being on there is quite a... Consistent. 
and known. I love that. Yours has come up with consistencies. Yeah. There's a few things on there um, in that look slightly lower, so in the early 90s, because uh, like I say, lactose is 91%. But there is um, a few things on there which is a bit odd. Like, So, for example, beeswax is on there. Uh, oh, melon is on there, which I hate so much. Um, uh, flaxseed is on there. Uh, oh, I have flaxseed with my cereal. I like add it as an extra spoonful. Yeah, I don't know why. it's good for you. Yeah, not, not for, for me. percent. <laughs> so it's really interesting. Um, I'll be honest. I don't know if it's true or not. I mean, the one thing that we were expecting to see on there is the lactose, and that's on there. Yeah, I mean, the, uh, some of the callouts from uh, kinesiology are not on there. So nutmeg, uh, cinnamon sesame seeds and sunflower seeds they're not they didn't make it onto the list but but nothing like really random like i don't know i i, I wouldn't say i can't call bullshit on it, 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 it this is my it corroborates kinesiology and it corroborates what you already know about yourself yeah it does and the other thing that we have to be honest about here and this is really important to state i think well maybe it's not because we're not fucking telling people how to diagnose themselves but i feel it's important we did kinesiology, it must be 18 months ago. And the truth is that your intolerances can change. So actually through, particularly through something like lockdown, where you are eating differently to how you did before, um, it, it's quite possible that, you know, you, the things that you are intolerant to or you have new intolerances. So the fact that the lists don't marry up exactly, if I went back to the kinesiologist now, it may also be different. Um, yeah, and actually, that is that is fact. I remember, you know, listening back to the kinesiology episode where I said I I can't eat spicy food and I can't eat Indian food. Actually, within that period of time, I add chili to everything. I'm a big fan of the old hot sauces, you know, be it a chipotle or a sriracha or whatever. And yeah. I I often now cook spicy food or eat Indian and. So, yeah, I mean, definitely whatever it was, or maybe it was in doing the kinesiology that something in my psyche was like, oh, you're not intolerant to it. Just get over it and eat it. Yeah, um, maybe. I have, you know, I have no idea. But since doing that episode, I'm actually a big fan of the spice. So, um, I mean, not that spice didn't, I mean, quite right. Spice didn't come up as an issue. And I, I mentally had an issue with spice. So, yeah, that's quite true that intolerances could change. So I've got your I've got your list in front of me, actually. I don't know why I'm the, the holder of all the... No, and, and do you know what? You did actually send it to me. So I've just found it on my phone and okay. I've, got, I've got it in front of me as well. So just as a reminder, I didn't have a lot of intolerances. Um, I had blueberry and honey, which I was quite disappointed at because I eat those a lot. I still do. Never had problems. I had honey for dinner last night, actually. Not honey on its own. That sounds weird. Greek yogurt with honey. Uh, watermelon came up but no other melon from what I can see. Barley came up. I don't, I still don't know what's it, what barley, what is in barley and things I had, I was told to reduce mixed sweets and chocolate. Chocolate, I can tell you, I've never reduced. I eat chocolate regularly. Got no issues with chocolate and mixed sweets. I don't eat really ever. So there was no hardship in reducing that. Um, and yeast, she said to produce. Again, to be honest, I have Marmite on a regular basis for breakfast on toast. No problems with my Marmite on toast. So, oh, yeah. That makes me remember, like, staying at yours in the morning. Oh, yeah, so I always toast with uh, mm. a selection of honey, jam, or Marmite. It's yeah. now expanded to peanut butter. <laughs> wow, okay. Not yeah. the healthy stuff, though, right? Because Ellie has this whole foods peanut butter, and it is literally 
Like, I need dirty peanut butter, like some pack crunchy. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not a fan of the dirty peanut butter. Mine is all the different healthy ones. No, no. But I've, I've discovered one that I'm obsessed with, and it tastes as good as, a, as an unhealthy one. But really? it's a healthy one. Yeah. Not to promote brands or anything, but it's called Manny or Manny Life. Okay. And maybe a little part of me, it's by an Argentine or, you know, the co-founders are from Argentina. And having lived in Argentina, I've always got a soft spot for it. So I think when I saw the name, they, they pet peanuts are called money. So um, when I saw the name, I was like, oh, I'm going to try this. And I love it. Okay. So, um, yeah, you can give that or tell Ellie to give that one a go because it's it's nicer than such. She likes the taste of the healthy oh, one. Whole Foods one. I don't like that one. That's my problem. It's Whole like Earth or whatever. It's, you yeah. have Skippy peanut butter, which is insanely good. Oh, Skippy, I used to eat when I was little. That is yeah. insane and dirty. Yeah, and about her mum will buy it from Ellie's mum will buy it from Costco for us. Yes, that's where you used to get it from. The yeah, massive, yeah, massive yeah exactly. jars of it. And we used to go through like a jar of that because all we'd have for breakfast is peanut butter on toast. But then Ellie's become all like, oh no, I like this cashew and whatever butter. And it just tastes like ass. I mean, honestly, I put it on toast the other day and was like, I'm not eating this. It's like, it's, just, it's not the same as a good old dirty peanut butter, I have to say. But it, there are definitely benefits. And there are ones to try okay. um, that aren't, you know, the strict, pure sort of peanut butter kind of stuff. So, okay. um, all right. I'll leave well, it there. To, I'll look forward to um, trying your money. So coming life. around and staying overnight and having peanut butter on toast in the morning. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, look, I'm glad that yours went really well and that yours was easy to read. I will tell you. So not only did I obviously have difficulties in actually sending my my thing off and the website not working to send me the instructions and whatever. When I did get my results, and like I said, it was a really nice surprise that they came in less than a week after I'd sent off my um, nail clippings. The report is impossible to read. Impossible to read. The instructions are impossible. There's also an FAQ section. Doesn't really help me out at all. So just to give you a look, how to read your report, your report is color coded so that you can easily interpret the results. I was like, oh, great. Perfect. Mm. Next to the yellow box is the food group with the offend, which the offending food comes from. And next to the green is the offending food. Fine. Okay. So you're like, look for a yellow box. It's the food group. The green thing is the offending food. I've understood. Next line down, avoid the food in the next to the green box for a period of time. You'll feel better balanced. Fine. Next to the red or pink box is a food group which the offending food has come from. Next to the green is the offending food. So then you're like, okay, so you're telling me there's a yellow box with offending food groups and a red box with offending food groups. And then in both instances, the green is the offending food. Fine. Okay. That is all you have in terms of interpreting your results. So you then open the results and it's a list of, they tested, I think, for 300 different nutrients and foods. So page one and two is what what I have imbalances with. So there is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven things with a yellow box and the green offending item. And then maybe 17 or 18 with a red box and the offending item. Is Which red like that sounds, Say that again. Is red like severe and yellow like sort of severe, like my test, or you don't know? No idea. Doesn't give you any indication of that. No idea. There's just the yellow ones and then the red ones. Then there's a color code at the bottom of the sheet, which tells you red is stressed, yellow is weakened. 
So that would indicate red is worse and yellow is is, medi- is medium. White is symptomatic or causal. I don't have any white boxes, but I don't even know what that means because you've not explained it to me. And then green is balanced. So you're telling me that green is actually the offending food item, but then you're telling me that green is balanced. So they're not even different color greens. They're the exact same green. So I don't know if I have a balanced amount of the offending food item or I mean, it it makes no sense whatsoever. So I've kind of chosen to ignore the color codes on the actual food results in terms of stressed, weakened, balanced, symptomatic, because I don't know what they mean. And I'm just going with, okay, well, these are the food groups and the offending items. And what level of severity it is, again, no idea. Well, maybe if you're happy to send it and share it, we'll put yours on the Patreon as well. Maybe someone with some insight to color-coded bioresonance testing can fucking feed back. Absolutely. I'm more than happy to share. I might remove my um, date of birth and and things like that from the results. But, yeah, more than happy to share. So there are things that come out like garlic, cloves, salmon. So what they do, the the offending food group, for example, is vegetables. And within that is garlic. Okay. Or fish and crustaceans, salmon. Fruit is raspberry rather than blueberry. Okay. Um, cooking ingredients, I've got yeast. So yeast came up on my other one to reduce, and it's come up on this one as well. Goat milk under dairy. Okay. Butter under dairy. I eat butter every day. I mean, with my mom, I, you know, I need my butter. So anyway, yeah. I eat that. no problems. Um, I've got other things like beer that might make sense with the yeast, um, cheddar cheese and cream cheese. I eat both of those on a regular basis. I'm a cheese addict. Oh, I lie. Sorry. I'd missed it. Blueberry did come up again. Oh, right. Okay. So anyway, I've got, you know, a bunch of different things, chicken, cantaloupe melon, but not watermelon, apples, spinach, pickle, pickle what? Pickle gherkin, pickled onion, pickle pickle is what I've got. What's a pickle is is a, a process of maybe like a dill pickle. I mean, exactly. What kind of a pickle? Um, <laughs> I'm in a pickle. A pickle. So you know, in total, I've got yeah, maybe twenty five things that have come up. The only ones that corroborate are blueberry yeast. I think it's just blueberry and yeast. The honey and wasn't on there barley honey wasn't hasn't there. come up no it was only we only this was only a hundred tests wasn't it a hundred things items the kinesiology didn't we say um let me check quickly. oh possibly i don't remember you're right um it's not told me if I, it, it tested this test has also done um a nutrients test it's not come up with any nutrients that i could be deficient in that being said like i don't really understand how to read the the test results anyway I'm just looking through though there are a lot of things that are on this list so for example garlic is on here but you weren't listed as intolerant to it so is chicken so is salmon uh so is raspberry um so so is melon so you know they are all on this list it's not like they were things that weren't screened for they they were screened and they weren't picked up but again like we said maybe you know it's you've shifted you've changed a lot the way you eat like you just said you're now into spicy stuff like before you true. were it so true maybe there is that, that kind of shift I mean I mean what's interesting I mentioned my sister um did her test as well and she came up with chicken and goat's milk and 
garlic. I mean, garlic is something, you know, living in a, in a, a non British household with my, my parents both being foreign, we grew up basically eating garlic. You know, the first thing we've eaten is garlic. So we've had garlic our whole lives and never yeah. really had anything. But again, you know, it's really hard for me to know what level of intolerance this is. It could be that it's marginal and therefore didn't get picked up in kinesiology. It could be, I mean, I have no idea. This this test, I'm going to call bullshit on just because of how badly processed. Can you, which ones are red? Red. Uh, they're saying that that's the stressed one. So which food groups... And therefore, the items are categorised as red. So that's where the blueberry comes out. Um, but otherwise, it's chicken, cheddar cheese, spinach, apple, beer, cream cheese, pickle, sole. I don't eat fish, so it's fine. Dill. Oh, there we go. That might mix the dill pickle. <laughs> there you go. Dill pickle. I um, love dill. And goat milk. Okay. Okay. So... Yeah, so really blueberries, you're only, well, and wheat, definitely. Yeah, yeast, sorry, because if, if beer is definitely yeasty, isn't it? Yes, yeah. And I mean, yeast Yeast has come up in the, I think, in the yellow box. I've now lost it. Or did I? Yeah, yeast came up in the yellow box rather than the stressed red box. Okay. But yeah, beer is in the stressed red. So if it is a yeast, maybe it's a beer thing. And that's what kinesiology picked up without testing beer. Yeah, because beer wasn't on the kinesiology test. So yeah, it could be, definitely. I don't think, well, I'm sorry that the results are a bit rubbish, but I definitely think you need to cut blueberries out of your um, out of diet. Well, so interestingly, I don't think I've had blueberries since lockdown. Wow. I don't think it's something I've, again, I've, I had such a healthy lifestyle pre-lockdown where it was all fruit, veg and going to the gym, you know, five times a week or whatever. And since lockdown, I mean, I, I don't do exercise on my own at home. The The most amount of exercise I do is a cycle down to down to my boyfriends or to the shops and that's that's it mm. so you know with me if I'm not doing the exercise I'm not eating particularly healthily and therefore all of my wonderful blueberries and and whatever else I had at the time are not in my diet you know my diet absolutely has changed with with lockdown maybe that's what it's picking up things that I've eaten more of in lockdown oh no no because no, I've just said I don't eat blueberries and I don't eat fish anyway yeah I don't know I'm I mean, it was fun, the idea of sending off um, fingernail clippings for somebody to tell you your intolerances was, I, I, I did it more for the fun and to see if it corroborated kinesiology. Yeah. It did on the yeast and blueberry. So I can't call bullshit on the fact that obviously there's something in it there. I just wish that my results were easier to interpret. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it completely. I mean, I, I, I'm still on the fence like, with all of this. I just don't know. I mean, it's so ridiculous. I don't know how anyone's ever going to convince me of this I mean we might have to go the whole hog and just try some more of the crazy ways to diagnose your intolerances who knows I mean that's true I mean one of them anyway is just I think this is what the doctors recommend that you just cut out that food group for six to eight weeks and see how you go but because I'm not feeling any any adverse effects to eating any of them it's really hard for me to then test that yeah of course yeah, definitely. But you, I'm, ha- you know, you you already cut out the lactose, so. Well, I had pizza last night. It was delicious. <laughs> <laughs> How was the stomach afterwards? Yeah, to be fair, it really depends. Like, I took some lactose tablets, and um, it was okay. Like, it still hurt a bit, but uh, like whatever. Like, it, <laughs> I really do feel like 
it's never even if I got like properly medically diagnosed, it's not going to stop me eating pizza. I mean, nothing. No, that's true. Pizza. Unless but... it was going to kill me. I mean, yeah. like I say, my sister came back with a shed load of intolerances, and she's like, "What am I supposed to do?" And I was like, "You, you come to a comfort level." where you know what's going to trigger you, you decide, I still want to eat that and I know the after effects and I'm going to put up with it, or you cut them out. Like, you know, you you learn to live with what you can and can't eat and you make the decision of, well, I really like cheese. I'm not going to never eat it just because my body doesn't like it. So, you know, like you, you manage. I'm pretty sure that somebody we both know, I won't say who, recently did one of these tests um, and off the back of that eliminated all the things that were on his elimination list um and he felt incredible i really yeah um i'll, I'll tell you later i don't want to say it because it might not i'm like sitting here going somebody we both know Who, yeah. i don't know anyone that's done a food intolerance yeah, can, can, yeah. text me later <laughs> okay. um but yeah i was chatting with him and he was saying that you know he really did feel better for it I so really, I don't I just I don't want to cut out these things. No, fair enough. That's it. I was talking the other night to Ellie, I was saying like, I really fancy trying like I, I could be a vegetarian tomorrow, it wouldn't bother me. The only thing I would miss, the only thing sausages. I would miss, Yeah, sausages. I'd be so excited <laughs> if I couldn't eat sausages. It would just part of me would die, I think. I just inside That's so funny. I mean I barely eat sausages. I could like it's maybe I once a year. Sausages. I just think they're the best. Sausage sausage sandwich, like Always, when I go away for work, when I've been travelling, when I've been like, you know, if I've been out to India or I've been in Dubai or, you know, like you just, you're living in a hotel, you're eating crap, you're eating at weird hours because you're working and you're like, it, I don't know, you're eating weird food. It, it just, oh, you're just eating weird food all the time. And then I'd come home and sometimes I would have been away for like three weeks and Ellie would make me a sausage sandwich oh. when I arrived home. And it was just the best thing ever. It's just like so welcoming, you know, with like brown sauce. God, I really fancy sauce. one now. Oh, we get, we're definitely getting up to lunchtime, but oh, oh yummy, yeah. a sausage sandwich. Yeah. So that's that's why I couldn't, that's the only thing really. And then I was saying to Ellie the other day, I'd probably actually quite like to try and, and just go vegan. Like, because genuinely, I shouldn't eat dairy like we know this is true and then I'm like oh yeah but then I've got sausages which I can't have and eggs which again like one of my see for me I could probably I mean my my food shop I never really have meat or anything in it just because I'm I'm lazy to cook and I'm very convenient like I'll just grab a cracker put some cream cheese on it and yeah done um and so I always think I could be vegan but for me it's the cheese Mm. I'm literally cheese is my crack and I have cheese every day no joke yeah. even if it's not in a meal I will <clears throat> cut off a piece a of cheddar yeah. after dinner and it doesn't you know I've cheddar it could be any cheese but every day I have to have some some level of cheese mm. so I think I used to eat a lot more cheese like that I just cut a bit off a block or we'd buy like different types of cheeses so we'd have you know various things you could pick out or put on a cracker like you say but because I know that it's cheese is not necessarily the best thing like for me to feel like not in pain um that was a really weird sentence <laughs> I, I don't really eat it anymore and I don't eat milk I only eat it like on a pizza or in a sauce or you know like I'm not just going about chunking blocks of cheddar um and I just feel like yeah I could probably do it but then I just come back to sausages and scrambled eggs and I'm just like what would life be like if you couldn't have a sausage sandwich every now and again like what would life be like if I couldn't have 
something really comforting about scrambled eggs on toast. Would you be a vegan in all sense of the word and then just have those things? No. Because that's still making a positive impact on, you know, the environment, on society. It's obviously you're not, you're not like preaching veganism. But you choose not to do anything, mate. I'm not no. <laughs> imagine if I started being all preachy. I mean, I feel like I haven't smoked since what when did we cut it? Like July last year. So I quit smoking in July, yeah. So like I and I still would not be preachy about it because I think there will become a day where we're not in lockdown and you know, I've left my house. And I'm sat in a pub somewhere having a pint and I'm like, I want a cigarette. Like, it's not, I don't think I'll go back to being a smoker, but I'm never, ever going to be a preachy person. But I, yeah, you're right. You could do that and it would have a positive impact. But I don't want to tell anyone I was vegan. I'd just cut it no, out. No, no, you just do yeah. it for yourself. Exactly. Yeah. And just know that you're doing, because that's what I did for for a good year, I think. I was effectively a vegan apart from cheese. Yeah. I stopped eggs. I stopped butter I stopped milk I mean milk I don't I don't like anyway I don't like the taste or smell of it yeah it goes back to my, my bit butcher days and the smell of a butcher milk's kind of the same thing so I you know I have milk in my tea and coffee but I have coconut milk in my coffee yeah. and in my cereal because I can't have the taste of milk it just makes me so in all sense and purposes for well over a year I was a vegan apart from cheese mm. But again, you don't talk to people about it. You just, you know, you go about your own practices, your own way. And if I go out for dinner, I think I'd treat myself if I went out for dinner. Yeah. Have maybe a piece of meat or whatever, because I never made any at home. Yeah. I think I said, so I said this earlier, I was like, oh, I think it would be kind of cool to be vegan. She just like looked at me and I was like, oh yeah, okay, I get it. I mean, it, I think if you're in a household, obviously it impacts the other person didn't the two of you do it for a while or at least vegetarianism you did it for quite a while I I feel yeah we did yeah we did and I think again like for me it was sausages and for her it was bacon so between (laughs) us we were both just like well when I I don't know if I said this maybe on a a pod episode but we've been vegetarian for ages and then I had to go to Oxford for a, a work meeting and I'd stayed at yours the night before and my train was from Paddington, which I never have to go to Paddington. It's such a stupid station. So I'd left yours in the morning um, and I'd um, gone to Paddington Station. And when I got there, the train was going to, it was going to take a while. So I was like, oh, I'll just grab a sandwich. So I can eat it on the train. So I went into prep, bought a sandwich, got on the train, sat down, started reading my book. And then was like, oh, I'm going to eat that sandwich now. I'm quite peckish. Ate the sandwich. And then I was like, oh, my God, I'm a vegetarian. I've just eaten. You know, they they do that little tiny, um, it's like a little tiny baguette style bread and it's got ham and pickles in it. Yes, I know exactly the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that one. It's my favourite. It's just butter and ham and it's just gorgeous. Anyway, I I, I ate the whole thing. I was like, this is so good. It's so good. It's so good. And then I was like, shit, I'm a vegetarian. And I text Ellie from the train. I'm like, I'm really sorry. I just ate a ham sandwich. (laughs) I felt so guilty because we've been we doing it for a while. Yeah, it was quite a um, while. But yeah, I just, I don't know, I just on impulse just bought it. Didn't think about it, didn't at all. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, well, we'll see, won't we? But it's interesting. Perhaps we could, you know, we did talk about trying it for a while, didn't we? Like trying for a period of time. Just we're trying, yeah, trying some kind of change to our diet of some sort. Not yeah. because we're trying to be healthy or trying to save the world or you know for whatever reason it was just 
yeah, to try and do it. It sounds like it would be really challenging for you with the cheese. I have zero willpower. I think I'd really struggle to do any kind of diet. Yeah, zero willpower. Zero willpower. My, my, My family say it's such a weakness I've got that, you know, if I'm trying to lose weight and therefore trying to restrict what I'm eating, I can do it. But, you know, for lockdown, my sister's now living with me. She's got, you know, she exercises loads, eats healthily, blah, blah. There's me trying to like reduce my dinner intake so that I'm not having a massive meal before going to bed. She'll then cook a big old, you know, massive meal. And I'm like, oh, I'm now starving. And because you've cooked, I feel like I need to eat. And then I'll just graze on crackers or, you know, just... And it's unnecessary. I've got no willpower. I'm like, I'm trying to not have these big meals. And sounds yeah. like you could get some hypnosis for that. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon that's something she could. Um, well, yeah, I'm sure she could. She do probably could well. help me. I wonder whether she did help me. Actually, in hindsight, going back two years, don't start this. Don't. I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm not taking it at all. Like, if anyone <laughs> helped you, I helped you. Like, <laughs> she did not help you. Um, she is. Sorry. Yeah. God. If you go back to her, that's the end of it. It's the end of the. I, I wouldn't even know where to find her or how to find her. I know where where the the place was um, because actually it was really nice next to a really nice sort of little knickknacks kind of shop where you can get really nice gifts for people. So <laughs> if I was going up that way, I'd go visit the shop. I don't. Maybe she doesn't even work there anymore. Who knows? Yeah. Well, who knows? This was um, so inconclusive, really, wasn't it? Let's be honest. Yeah, I guess. I guess. Yeah. I mean, Quite we could, we could so. read into it and be like, well, actually, no, it does corroborate, and therefore we have to take this seriously. But I think um, I should really probably seriously stop cutting out the lactose. <laughs> like, and instead of it being like, oh, well, yeah. I mean, you, you can't get vegan cheese. It's just that it tastes I, funny. It's got a funny smell and taste and texture. I've, do you know what? There's a pizza restaurant in Brighton that did vegan cheese a, lot, like a long, long time ago. And um, I used to do a detox every February where I would cut out everything. So like sugar, um, coffee, nicotine, everything, like all of the things. So no meat, no wheat, no dairy. Um, and it was great because for a month, and I always did it in February because it was the shortest month. <laughs> um, for one month, you just drank the right amount of water because I don't drink any water ever. Um, and just did the right thing by your body. And I felt insane by the end of February. I was at the best feeling the best I've ever been March the first just get a coffee get a cigarette like (laughs) I don't know why it never changed me but I felt like I was giving my body a month like off um and that in that period of time I did try a lot of substitutes but this is going back you know I used to do this 10-15 years ago so there was a brand called She's that made cheese yeah and um I remember explaining to a friend of ours a major friend of ours that it tasted like floor that was the only way to explain it you put this stuff on a cracker but it has changed a lot nowadays floor as in like the floor that you walk on yeah it tasted like you would just, you, just like blah, just floor can't mm. explain it any other way it was just like it just tasted like yeah floor, floor. <laughs> and i feel like but things have come on. Things have come on so far. Like I was eating a jelly the other day, um, like <laughs> just one of those little pots of jelly, um, and it's vegan. And I was like, "How is jelly vegan?" Like it's one of the things that I automatically think, "Oh, vegetarians can't have jelly." Poor vegetarian. Oh, you know, it's interesting. So the reason I don't eat sweets and jelly sweets and all of that is because it's 
gelatin. And when I was a kid, I put myself off it. So I can't, like, I have no interest in sweets because actually fundamentally something in me as a kid who didn't recognize vegetarianism or veganism or cruelty to animals or was just like, oh, that's got like a bit of animal in it. And so it's sweet and that's gross. And so, yeah, I don't eat jelly sweets and I don't eat jelly and I don't any of that. And even if you give me vegan jelly sweets or vegan jelly, because it's still that texture, which I've convinced myself I don't like, I can't. Wow. I love jelly. Like jelly is my jelly is like my my spirit animal. I don't no, know. Jelly and milk are on a par, I think. Both well, gross. Well, I was amazed. So I think probably now, if you like, I was looking at things the other day. Oreos are vegan, I believe. Party rings are vegan. Like, oh wow! As a vegan person, you can still eat shit nowadays. Like, it's not like you're. Oh, I'm going to be all healthy and eating fruit and veg because you can just chow down two packets of Oreos. I mean, that's not yeah. good for you, is that's it? That's interesting. I mean, my brother's vegan and has been for like three, four years now. Um, and he eats like a horse, but it is all very healthy and vegetarian. I don't – his weakness is chocolate. He gaslighted my sister and um, she had a, a jar of Nutella in her cupboard I was just like, oh my God, like half my t- Nutella's gone. He was like, well, you must be eating it and not even noticing how much you eat. So she, he convinced her that she was eating it. And <laughs> all along it was him. And then it finished. He bought her a new one and was like, yeah, I was just joking. I've, I've been eating it. So, so again, he is a true vegan and has like vegan shoes, buys vegan like clothing, products, everything. He is a true, true vegan. But... <laughs> this weakness for chocolate and because being Swiss we've all got chocolate in the house always it, it plays to his weakness so I think he's good because he, he eats the you know the dark vegan chocolate but he yeah he definitely struggled with that point becoming a vegan was was chocolate yeah well everyone's got to have something I guess because he is a a real vegan and, and really believes in the philosophy of it I feel like well if he can in his mind accept eating chocolate then I'm okay eating my cheese yeah Oh, yeah. again, it's the Swiss things. It's cheese and chocolate. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say I think it's the Swiss vibe, the cheese thing, <laughs> definitely. But I was like, mm, I won't, I won't go there. I'll just, I'll leave it. Awesome. Well, there we are. Intolerance test, bioresonance testing. I'd say that's done. Yeah, for sure. And, um, we'll crack on with the next one. So, until next time. Always a pleasure. Yeah. Take care. Bye. Bye.